Amen. Thank you guys so much. Love the worship. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so glad you can tune in today to H2O Church. Whatever context you're in, we're so glad you're here to watch or listen with us. I'm very excited about sharing about our thought life today. That is the topic for today. What's going on on the inside of us? I've wondered how much attention do all of us give to our inward thoughts? And that's what we want to talk about today. It's a, it's a very important topic and relevant to do with our mental health and uh, our inside feelings and how this is all before a God that cares about what's going on in the inside of us. This omniscient God that we are walking with, this God that knows all things, this omnipresent God that's everywhere, He cares about what's going on on the inside of you. And that's the big idea for today. The one thing we want to take away, we want you to take away from today, is our thought life matters to God. You know, as a young Christian uh, many years ago, this was a really important thing for me to understand. I could typically think like many that just the outward actions matter to God. And that's really, we're just trying to, to do the right things, maybe for uh, what we think God wants or the appearance of what other people think of us and our reputation. But God cares so much, not only about what we do, but what is going on inside of our heart. What is going on inside of our minds? So let's talk about that today. In a little bit, we're going to be in Romans 12, which is kind of the heart of this message, the passage that we will be looking to, although I'll be mentioning some others. Before we jump into that, I just want to share a story and an analogy. I remember years and years ago being on a spiritual retreat in Colorado. There was a period of time where for days we were fasting and just out in the beautiful Rocky Mountains, one of the most picturesque, beautiful environments I'd been in. And uh, when you're fasting, if you've ever done that before, just trying to focus your appetite on God and, and have a time of focus with the Lord, you know, obviously you're hungry. We were hiking in the mountains. We're very thirsty. And during that time on this spiritual retreat in Colorado, we would drink out of the rivers that were there, these beautiful, pristine rivers that were coming right out of the Rocky Mountains, uh, mostly just the snow melting, and it was just an amazing thing, this, this delicious water. But we had these filtration systems anyway, and I want to talk about this filtration uh, device that we had. Daryl was leading the trip, and he gave us these uh, filtration tubes. Maybe you've seen them before, and they work in many different ways. There's lots of different ways to filtrate the water, but pretty much you put this hose in where the water's moving, you pull the water through it, and it filters it even more to get this purified water. They use a sieve, a kind of a filter. They'll use charcoal. They'll use sand. They'll do different types of ionization to pull out all the impurities out of the water. And I remember asking Daryl when we were doing that, like, well, isn't this water pristine? But even in the most pure state, there were still things in the water that could harm us and this filtration system, this filtration pump would make sure we were getting pure water, living water. You know, we're called H2O because we believe that Jesus is the living water. And so this analogy of getting this pure living water inside of us is so important. But it doesn't come easily. We have to filter out the things that can harm us. And in a very similar way, we're in a, in a world 
where there's all kinds of thoughts coming into our minds. And just like we try to take pure water into our system, our minds need the purity of God. And there are things that can come into our mind that are very dangerous, that are very harmful to us, that pollute our minds. And so God wants us to go through this extensive exercise of filtering out the things that we don't want in our minds. It says this very clearly in 2 Corinthians 10.5. It says this, We demolish arguments against every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Isn't that a wonderful verse to think of taking captive every thought and bringing it to the obedience of Christ and saying, God, is this a thought that's going to replenish me? Is this a thought that is true? Is this a thought that is going to nourish my mind and nourish my soul? Or do I need to take captive some thoughts that need to be filtered out of my life? The Bible says that there's all kinds of thoughts and arguments and pretensions out there that set themselves up against the knowledge of God. And because God loves you and God cares about your mind and your heart and what's going on inside, he's saying to us in this passage as Paul was preaching to the Corinthians, don't think every thought that's out there. Don't absorb every thought that might just try to leak its way into your mind, but take captive, take control, be intentional about filtering out the thoughts that are not of Christ. And this can really change our lives. This is so important. And this is one of the things as a young Christian that made such a difference to me. I had so many different lies and insecurities and, and just problems just wandering around in my mind. And I carelessly did very little to filter those out. And as I began to take every thought captive in my life, it began to change me on the inside out. And that is really what God wants for every one of us. So here we are in Romans 12, 1 and 2, talking about our thought life. This is a passage of Scripture that uh, was, was shared with the Romans that kind of motivates us of, of why we need to do this. Why am I even talking about this today? Why is it so important for us to think about our thought life and why God cares? And it has to do with this sacrifice that Christ made for us and how that is contrary to to the world's thoughts. So let's jump into Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. It says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So what is this passage saying? In the first part, it's saying, in light of the mercies of God, in light of the fact that Jesus has died on the cross to forgive you of your sins and be filled with mercy toward you, we now need to leave the patterns of this world and we need to be transformed into new people. Maybe you've heard that a lot, and I hope that that sinks into your heart today. Maybe that's the first time you've ever really heard that or pondered it in a deep way, that the course that we were all going in this world was not what God wanted. 
But as we are transformed and we start walking with God, he wants to give us a new life. And it's a wonderful life. It's a beautiful life. It's amazing. And God is saying, how do we have a new life? How do we experience that while we're here on this earth? He says we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Not necessarily just what we do, but by thinking differently, by absorbing the truth, knowing what his pleasing will is for us. And I'll tell you, I'm sure that you've experienced this in your life. There is a battle for our mind. There is a battle going on inside of our minds. Maybe the most important war going on in your life is the spiritual war going on over your mind. And what this is saying, this passage is saying, is that there's a worldly thought. There's a natural thought that says that you're not of value or that you're not loved. No one cares for you. You don't have any purpose. That if you just do these things in a selfish way or you go after what the world wants, you will be satisfied. And all of it is false. It is thought that will destroy your life. In this battle of what is right to bring into this godly thought into your life that you are loved. There is a holy God that cares about you. He wants to give you power and a new life. And as we live for him and we live sacrificially, there is a deep joy that is not in this world. And so that worldly thought is always trying to filter in to our minds. So as you just kind of reflect on that for a moment, what's, what's going on in your mind? I remember a, a question being posed to me uh, again years ago when I was a young Christian that really kind of helped me see this, is the pastor had asked us at one point, he said, if your thoughts were projected onto a giant screen for all of the world to see, what would they be watching? I remember at that moment in my life, that season of my life, that was pretty convicting and terrifying to think that my thoughts would be projected like a movie onto a big screen for, for God and all my family and friends to see was, was pretty scary and pretty convicting. And to know that all of our thoughts are broadcasted onto the big screen of where God can see it and God cares and God is observing all of this really brought a sobering thought to my mind. Maybe for you, that movie that's being broadcasted on that big screen would be, you know, the feel-good movie of the summer, you know, the happy ending where everybody lives happily ever after. That's wonderful. I hope that your thoughts are like that. For other people, maybe it's just anxious and, and always going. It's kind of like an action movie. Maybe for some of you, it'd be like a horror movie. I don't know. But it's a sobering thought to think about our thoughts like a movie and to know you are the master of those thoughts. God wants you to take control of what is actually being pondered in your mind and in your heart. The Bible talks about this overflow of the heart. And why that is so important, Jesus talks about this so much, is you know a lot of the actions, a lot of the attitudes, a lot of the things that go on in our life all come from these inward thoughts in our heart experience. And God's saying, whatever's in your heart and whatever you're pondering, whatever you're letting to just stew will eventually come out. I've had situations where I've said something that I wish I didn't say, and I think, why did I say that? The Bible says that was in your heart. You know, the, the jealousy, 
the, the hatred, the forgiveness, the lust, the greed, the things that we're tempted with. The Bible says that we do those things because they were in our heart in the first place. So really taking care of what's going on and letting God change us on the inside is so important. Luke chapter 6, verse 45, Jesus talks about this. He says, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Is that an incredibly wise statement? All the evil that can be in our life started on the inside of us. And if we weren't weeding that garden, if we're not taking care of those thoughts in private, on the inside where no one else is observing, they will eventually come to fruition into something evil. But you see the godliness that's inside of us, the truth, the time that we spend in God's word and we're meditating and we're thinking about it and we're, we're, we're filtering out the things that are not pleasing to God and we're believing the truth of the gospel. We're believing the things that are in a reality in the, in the spiritual life that God wants. When you do all that in private, you do all of that work on the inside, that comes to fruition too into a blessed life, a good life, a life that brings fruit and blesses you and blesses your family and blesses the people around you. It isn't a show that we put on. It's not a light switch that we switch on when we walk out of our house and say, man, I just want to kind of put on this facade that I love God and I love people. It all starts in our private thought life. The things that we're pondering in our hearts I want to read this quote to you. This quote has been used in many different genres and movies and places. It's been attributed to different people and different places and times. It's been varied in, in different ways, but it pretty much says this. The quote is, thoughts lead to actions. Actions lead to habits. Habits lead to character. Character leads to destiny. If you care at all about your destiny, if you care at all about where you're going in life and your future, if you care at all about your character and how that meshes with walking with Jesus and, and what God wants for you, it doesn't just start with the habits and the actions. It starts all the way back to our thought life. That thought life is the seeds that grow into who we are and our whole future. This is why I love re reading the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Jesus gives one of the most amazing teachings that's ever been given. I really encourage you to read that again this week. If you've never read that before, you're going to be amazed at the wisdom of Jesus. You're going to be amazed in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 how much Jesus not just talks about the outward things, but the inward things. I love walking with Jesus because he thinks about my heart. He cares about my heart. He cares about the things that are going on inside because that is who we really are. And in this Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks about the inner things. There was a lot of people that followed, you know, religious customs back in Jesus' time, just like today. 
And he could see their motives. He saw their selfishness. He saw they cared more about their reputation. They cared more about their outward reputation than their inward godliness. And Jesus speaks right to that. He speaks right to the heart in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So as we ponder this today and we think about this, I would just want to implore us as a church, as a community of people, let's give more thought to our inward life this week. Let's give our hearts and minds to Christ this week. Offer up your struggles, your anger, your anxiety, your depression, your, your lust, your greed, all these things that could be plaguing you on the inside. Let's offer that up to God this week because He is so worthy. He's so worthy of not just our outward life, but our hearts and our minds. Let's pray for that and offer that up to God as a holy sacrifice this week. Lord, we are so thankful. We're filled with gratitude to serve a God that cares about the inward things. Lord, you're so in love with us and you're so passionate about us. You care about everything in our life, including what goes on in our minds every day. Lord, for those of us that are struggling internally, we've got all different kinds of things going on in our lives. We pray that we would welcome you in to those thoughts, to those struggles that maybe no one else knows that we're battling inside our minds. Lord, we welcome you in to that war. We ask, we ask you to work in deep ways in our minds and our hearts. Lord, thank you that you have the power to do that. Lord, we offer you our lives. We offer them up as a sacrifice, our, our body, our soul, our strength, our minds. We offer it all up to you because you are so worthy. You're a worthy God, and we give you all of ourself today. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, just thinking about the sacrifice that he made for us and why he is worthy of all of our lives is because he laid down his life for us. And so we want to experience commun uh, communion together. And again, I know you're probably all in different contexts as you're listening to this, but we want to encourage you to partake in the sacrifice and the sacrament of communion today. So if you need some time to grab some bread and juice and remember his broken body and his shed blood for you, please do that. If you need to do that at a later time, we welcome you to do that. Remember what he did for you at the cross so that you could have forgiveness and just thank him and praise him for what he's done for all of us.